Think about your choices. Think about the voiceless. They diss me because I'm vegan. But they don't know the meaning. While they suffer and die, we turn a blind eye. Hello, my name is Jim. This is my podcast, The Bloody Vegans. You're very welcome to it. Each week I'll be travelling ever deeper into the world of veganism, discovering along the way a multitude of viewpoints from the political and ethical to the practical. I'll be doing this through a series of conversations, each aiming to further illuminate my understanding and hopefully yours of all things plant-centric. And this week is no different. Um, the keen-eared, I should say, I was going to say keen-eared, the keen-eared amongst you will notice that the theme music was slightly different this week. That is because that was the latest single from this week's guest, Jamal Ledoux, uh, former pro boxer and um, musician Jamal Ledoux. I'll tell you a little bit more about Jamal in a moment, but that was his latest single. Uh, you can hear the full version of it actually at the end of the podcast, so uh, do hang on for that. Um, the full version of Go Vegan, his latest single, is, uh, is featured there. Uh, let's get on to a little bit of the usual podcast admin that you've become accustomed to if you're a regular listener. If you'd like to support the podcast through uh, a number of means, you can do. Uh, firstly, via Patreon. So if you would like to head over to the Patreon website or Patreon app, search for Bloody Vegans Podcast. There are a number of different ways you can support the podcast um, and receive some rewards. Very exciting. You can also head over to Apple Podcasts if you're a subscriber there. And there is a built-in subscription service for just 99p a month that will allow you to gain access to uh, episodes in advance and some bonus content uh, that will be available soon. All kinds of other bits and pieces. All very exciting indeed. Um, and if you'd like to support for free, you can do. Just tell a friend about the podcast, share it on social media, or indeed uh, leave a five-star review on your podcast provider of choice. All of those things help immensely. Uh, thank you so much in advance. And thank you to those wonderful people who are already doing those things or have done them. Thank you. I truly, truly appreciate it. So, Jamal Adu. Jamal is a former pro boxer. Um, for boxing fans amongst you, you will recognise the name from the recent um, Chris Eubank uh, Jr. fight. Uh, Jamal Ledoux was on the undercard of that fight um, on, live on Sky on Box Office, which was, which was awesome. Um, and what was amazing, and, and I love this about Jamal, uh, on his boxing shorts, uh, not only are they the colours of the, the vegan flag, but they also have vegan written across the front. And um, it sparks so much discussion and so much debate. He really does wear his ethics literally on the front of his shorts. We talk a little bit about that in the episode. But Jamal is also um, a musician and a fantastic one at that. Um, as I mentioned earlier, you're going to hear the full version of his single Go uh, Vegan at the end of this podcast. So do, uh, do tune in for that. But it's also available on Spotify uh, Apple Podcasts, all those sort of places. Search for Ledoux, L-E-D-O-U-U, -U, and you can find that track and also many of his others. Um, and there's loads more to come. I think he's got a single that he, he sort of mentions that might be coming out pretty soon. Um, he's a little cagey about the exact date, but um, super excited about that as well. So uh, let's get into the conversation, shall we? So without further ado, here's a conversation between me and Jamal Ledoux. <laughs> Jamal, it would be awesome to get started with a little bit of your journey actually into the world of boxing rather than veganism. I'd like to start with that, if that's okay. Yeah, let's go for it. Um, so yeah, how I got into boxing. Um, when I was in high school, year 11, I was sort of always getting into fights at school. And then uh, I wasn't really that sporty. I liked my football, so I played football a lot. 
and um, I was into music and then so I went college I, I went to study music technology and uh, a lot of my mates would be up to no good smoking drugs stuff like that so I was in amongst all of it and uh, like I say I was street fighting I ended up like getting injured and hurting my mm. knuckles and like my mum was getting a bit annoyed and agitated with me so um my brother was into football as well and he was like the, the well-behaved right. one so um he, he's seven years older than me so at the time i'm like 16 17 he's a bit older he's been playing football for a bit and then he decided that he's always wanted to give boxing a go okay so um the the gym that i've always fought for because i've always stayed at the same gym um that had just opened at the time and um so my brother went along and um he started boxing and then my mum was like oh well why don't you take take jamal because i was up to no good and just to see if i would like it or not they thought that i wouldn't take to and then as soon as i got there it was really hard i remember going on the run on my first session and uh, i was left behind <laughs> everyone and uh, they, they like literally overlapped me and uh, but but no i i enjoyed it and then i wanted to go back straight away so and then the more I started going, the more I started, like, stopped hanging around with certain people, stopped fighting and stopped drinking and smoking and things like that. And, um, yeah, I, like, because I had the connection with my brother, so it was easy for me to start sparring straight away. A lot of people, when they go into a gym, it takes right. them forever before they start sparring, before they get the first fight. So, uh, yeah, with my brother being there, it was easier for me to get in. And uh, I was kind of a natural to it. So, yeah, started sparring. I had my first fight before I knew it. And then, yeah, that's how it started, really, uh, as an amateur boxer. Um how long was I an amateur boxer for? I'd say I started amateur boxing when I was 17 and I think I finished when I was about 25. Right. Um, a few gaps in between from injuries and things like that. So, But yeah, I've been, I've been going for it for about eight years as, as an amateur. And then um, what happened was I had surgery on my mm. knuckle because the, the injury that I, I was talking about when I was younger, when I uh, got injured, was on my hand. I broke my knuckle. And then because my knuckles were out of line, every time in boxing I was competing. And in the amateurs, you don't really wrap up as well right. as you do in the professionals. So my knuckles were out of line. And every time I was punching, a lot of the force was going on to one side of my knuckles. So um, I ended up damaging my knuckles even more. So I had to have surgery. And then um, that took me out for about two years. And then I decided, because I was about like 26, 27, then I decided, right, I'm going to give uh, professional boxing a go rather than going back to amateurs. So, um, yeah, and then I've been pro now for the last like three, four years. Wow. So, yeah, in, in a nutshell, that that's it really, <laughs> how, how I got started. Look, looking back at your younger self when you're 16, 17, you first walked into that boxing gym. I can imagine it must have felt like a bit of an intimidating environment. I don't know. Um, but, um, you know, how, when did you first kind of realise this is for me? Was it was it pretty instant? And and what was it that you think <laughs> made you made you feel like that? I'd say the the enjoyment was instant. So taking a like into boxing was very instant from that first session i liked the challenge of like going on a run or being on the pads and and the coaches shouting at you saying you can do more mm. etc and the fitness side of it um i didn't really know where it was going to go i didn't know if i would compete and, and fight i wasn't really thinking that when i first started but i, I just really enjoyed it and then by the time like I saw my progression um, compared to some of the other lads. I'd realised that I was uh, progressing really well and really quickly. So then instantly, within a week or so, I thought, I'm actually quite good at this. Mm. And then and then I could see from like the coach gave me inspiring and he liked me that he's going to probably get me fighting soon because a lot of the other lads were fighting and competing at the home shows and stuff like that. So yeah, I'd say it was more or less 
instance and uh it is a bit intimidating but i think because i had my brother there yeah that helps <laughs> that, yeah and and he's older that that helps a lot more so uh, it is hard for for youngsters to to get in boxing because there's loads of different um variety of reasons of why they might have barriers on stopping mm. them getting into boxing whether that's a i don't know they're intimidated or um get finding travel to get there or whether it's because in boxing you do have obviously your regulars and you have like people that have been there for ages and and they're their sort of stars that are fighting week in week out and for someone just come along you've got to be committed and dedicated mm. and show you can't just turn up a month because a lot of people do come and go so you've got to show the the coaches that you are committed and that you are going to stick to it um so and i think i shown that as well because my brother had told the coach what i was up to and i'd shown that like i was serious about about taking on boxing because i think he, he saw in my attitude and he saw that i was getting fitter mm. and um i was leaving the stuff i was doing outside i was leaving that behind so yeah how about, how about things like nutrition you know, when, when you when you first got into it, how long was it before you started to think about what you were kind of eating? You know, you mentioned obviously the drinking and smoking and those obvious things kind of, they went by the wayside fairly quickly once you realised you were pretty good at this and was starting to get better. But what about like thinking seriously about your nutrition? I think um, at the stage I was at at the time, I wouldn't think about any nutrition. <laughs> so I'd be eating junk beating packet of crisps biscuits all sorts all day just as you do sort of thing at that age and uh, i think boxing straight away got me to think that right you can't just binge on, on junk food and stuff like that so i was eating whatever my mum was was feeding me and then obviously speaking to my mum and saying i need to eat healthier blah blah but at the same time i didn't really have a clue when i first started boxing about nutrition and about health and like the journey i've come on is it's come a long way to where i'm at now so i'd say within the first couple of years i'd say that like yeah i wasn't really focused over, over, other than like what i've just said i wasn't really focused on on um what i i exactly need to be eating it was just the case of eat my mum's mm. meals and um just just yeah just try and <laughs> get here uh, to to advise me into whatever she gives me but then eventually um i moved up in weight and I, when i first start, started boxing as an amateur right. i was quite small and uh, I, yeah i'd moved up in weight and I think because I didn't have a clue about nutrition, I moved up to light heavyweight and really for my size, I should have been a middleweight. And that's what I started as, as a middleweight, but I just couldn't keep the oh. weight. So um, there was this, I'll never forget, there's this tournament that I went in in Sweden and um, I w that was my first fight in light heavyweight. And the, the guy that they put me in with, like he looked like Mike Tyson compared to me because I, I was tiny and he was absolutely <laughs> massive. And uh, so then after that fight, I started realizing that like, I even need to bulk up uh, in the light heavyweight division or I need to, to get down. So I started lo looking into ways I, I could uh, lo lose weight. And um, basically I started doing like no carbs and stuff like that, which I look back at now and I think was stupid. Um, but but <laughs> at the time, like I said, I didn't, I didn't have a clue. So yeah, I used to like just start eating salads and try and cut out all carbs because I thought, oh, that's the right way of cutting weight. And then um, eventually I, I grew. So I grew naturally into the light heavyweight division as an, as an amateur. Right. So then, um, yeah, I started um, becoming more health conscious and just, I don't, I don't know what it was, but in the back of my mind, I just started like saying to myself, I need to stop eating red meats. I need to stop eating stuff like like pork. Mm. I cut out all that. So I was just like, eating fish and, and, and chicken. And then um, I started cutting out dairy. And um, so, yeah, I was like more health conscious that way. And I was feeling better for it. And I couldn't answer why I, I did that, but it must have just been in the back of my conscious. Yeah. So I started doing that. And then eventually, as I was doing that by myself, I um, when I had my first loss as a professional, um, 
I was mm. I was like really devastated by that first loss, and um, so I started looking into like ways I can improve. Not just because I knew I was good te- technically in the gym, I knew everything I was doing in the gym, I was putting in the hours. Uh, I'm technically good, and I, I was thinking it's more outside what I'm doing and more mentally. So I started right. looking at mindfulness and, and things like that, and I come across um, a guy named Ralph Smart. I don't know if you're fam- familiar with him. Um, yeah he's a big youtuber and um, he's all about mindfulness and basically although he didn't go on about veganism he never mentioned it he'd always mention and it's important what you're eating regardless of any kind of mindfulness you do if you don't put the right fuel into your body then you're not going to perform well you're not going to be feeling well so uh, you always used to to mention that and i think that stuck with me and used to the kind of foods he used to mention were fruits and vegetables and things like that and uh yeah so that stuck with me so then i was still on that path of reducing like meats i was eating and, and things like that and dairy products and blah blah and then um i watched cowspiracy and mm. before that, I'd watched What the Health, but What the Health didn't do nothing for me. I, I, I didn't right. change or didn't think of anything. I just carried on as, as, as I was. But after Cowspiracy, instantly, it just made me think, right, I'm going vegan. And I don't know if it's because of, the, I think it's because of the how it shows what the food industry is doing to, to the climate and, 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 and mm. to the earth. So I think that's what resonated with me and, and made me want to change straight away. And at the time it was, I think I've been vegan about two and a half years now. So this January would, would be three years. And um, so yeah, uh, two years ago, that um, new year, I had prep meals because as you do, as your new year's re- resolution, right, I'm going to, um, eat healthy i'm gonna go proper strict on myself and i had loads of prep meals and they had like fish in they had blah blah and right. it did have soya mints in as well so it, although i wasn't vegan i was still further going that way <laughs> and uh, i just said to myself right i'm gonna chuck all these away i offered it to my mum. i think she had a few and then i ended up chucking some away and said i'm gonna make all these prep meals vegan and ever since i haven't looked back and uh, i've made like one or two mistakes but down the way but yeah um wow that that's how i got got into it basically it's fascinating that it it wasn't i mean obviously there was like you say you kind of had this gut feeling almost this intuitive sense that you needed to start reducing meat and dairy before you even kind of came across veganism but it's fascinating that the thing that tipped you over the edge was actually a bigger picture point. It wasn't necessarily about your specific health, but the the wider world and the, and the and the state of the climate and so on and so forth, and the impact of animal agriculture. I think that's particularly kind of fascinating. When you when you then applied that to you know your prep meals and so on, was there initially a bit of a sense of, well, I kind of knew that I needed to lose some of this stuff, but is this going to affect me negatively? Did you, did you at any point sort of start to fear that at the beginning of the journey? Yeah, hundred percent. So, like I say at the start, it was more about health and the climate change and, and, and stuff like that. So, um, morally, I wasn't thinking about animals or anything like that. Um, mm. So, I told myself that um, if this affects my boxing at the time, I, I said to myself, I'm not going to do it. This is when I first mm. started to do it. So, um, yeah, so I was thinking, I'm going to try it for for a month and see how it goes. And um, I remember in the first three weeks, sort of my whole body, like it's like you go through, I don't know what to call it, but it's like um, like you go cold turkey or something from <laughs> e- eating loads of animal products. And then as soon as you take them away, my whole of my body, like I just remember my body always rumbling and, and making noises and stuff like that. But then after three weeks, I think my body just took to it. And then I just, I don't know, I just started loving it. And I, I felt that my stamina was getting better. I was, I was wow. feeling, feeling fitter, faster. And when, when I did turn vegan, um, the first fight I had, which was for the Midlands title, I, I stopped him in the sixth round. And then my next two fights, I stopped them as well. So I had three on a row where I'd st- stopped him. So it showed that it didn't have a negative effect and it was only uh, positive. Um, so yeah, that, that was definitely in the back of my mind. And, uh, but now at the space I'm in now, morally, I, I'd think to myself, even 
if it would have an effect on me boxing. I'm strong enough believe in veganism that I, I wouldn't care. I'd still still be vegan. Wow. So the the rest yeah. of the the kind of you know often people say this don't they just come for the health or come for the climate stay for the animals did the um, did the kind of the 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 plight of of non non human animals come into your focus fairly quickly after after those initial health and and environmental issues yeah definitely because um, when I started searching on YouTube and on the net about because um, at first it would have been of what type of foods to eat. And then uh, you get recommended certain videos like Joey Carbstrong or uh, Earthly Ned. So I started watching loads of different videos of them, watched more documentaries. And so, yeah, it was pretty instant, like, of what what we're doing to actual animals is a pretty messed up sort of thing. And that just clicked with me instantly. And that just made me further fall in love with, the, with, with wanting to be vegan. So, um, yeah. Definitely, and what what were the the coaches and perhaps other because you, you were pro at this point. So what what were the other pro, uh, pros, the other coaches? What were people kind of saying to you around? Did they think you were, you know, you'd, you'd gone a bit crazy going for this route? Um, I don't think they did because I think they know me as a person, and I'm not a type of person that'll just rationally just do wild things so i think the trust trust in and mm. me and me and um and when they saw my performances then they they couldn't point to veganism <laughs> and say say it's because because it veganism whatever it's having a bad bad effect so um I, at first like i was all just giving it its praises and try to recommend it to everyone and i think um I may have planted a seed in some people and then some people they just carry on and don't listen. It might be down, you never know, it might be down the line. But yeah, um, I think uh, deep down, they know it's the right thing and um, they know that it does have definitely have benefits, massive benefits because they've seen through, through me. So 100%. I think with, with people um, around me, it's more so the convenience and more so n not knowing mm. and um yeah so be, be i was once that person so i know <laughs> how it feels and yeah were you you know if you think back if, if if you'd have come across somebody in the boxing gym uh your local boxing gym who'd said oh i've gone vegan would you have been skeptical if you think back i i think so well i had a friend who was he didn't call himself vegan but he practically was vegan when we were in high school mm. so i think it was in year 11 um he basically his nan passed him um a damien marley uh, reggae yeah. album and and uh, ever since he, he loved the album so much he started getting it listening into reggae music getting into reggae music and um so because he loved the music so much and he loved the culture he started like listening to what they're actually saying and following their ways. So we started like following their what the what the ate and stuff like that. And uh, once I think he, caught, he he was pescatarian at first, and then from pescatarian he stopped eating fish, and he was just all plant yeah. food, um, food basically. But he didn't call himself a vegan. And I used to always kind of at the time te not tease him a little bit, but just wind him up from loads of questions. Right, but he. But he didn't have the the answers mm. for what what I would have now, if that makes sense. So he he I, don't, I think he just get annoyed with with me asking and asking, and then we'd end up arguing and probably fall out or something. But I think um, yeah, he he just listened to music and he just followed that way. So he didn't really have the answers in terms of like morally because of animals or the health benefits or yeah. do you know what I mean? The, the climate, the climate benefits. So he, he didn't have the answers for me. So I think if he did, I think I'd be more inclined to, to, to change, but because like he didn't, and I, obviously I don't blame him or what's whatever, but yeah, I think it, it just depends for me who is saying it and what yeah. they're actually saying yeah. at the time. Um, but I, I do think, I definitely think it's a process. So I think me going on that journey, as I've just explained previously, 
I think that is the reason how I've got to where I've mm. got to now. Whereas when I was younger, uh, right in the thick of it at the start, um, maybe I wouldn't be so in- inclined to yeah. listen. <laughs> so yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one. But yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Thinking about like your your you know your pro career, and forgive my ignorance, but the the switch from amateur to to pro. Talk me through that. How does that happen in the world of boxing? Um, so it can happen a few ways. Um, you can get picked up by someone. So there's a lot of amateurs, big amateurs, that have either been the Olympics mm. or the well-known and they've, they've won, say, the Open National Finals. And uh, they'll get picked up by a promoter right. like Matchroom Boxing, like say Eddie Hearn or, or Frank Warren, um, because that fighter has won so much, they've got a massive following and um, a bit like, you know, I'm in, um, yeah. Anthony Joshua started, how he won the golds in the Olympic tw- uh, 2012. Basically, that was easy for him just to walk in <laughs> any door he wanted and he'd have loads of deals at at his feet sort of thing so if you got that that is obviously the best way but um someone like me you would have to yeah have basically someone there who could be your promoter trainer and manager and then you sign a contract with them whereas i had scott lawton who is already at the gym i was training at you got you got the amateur side and you got the professional side at that gym. Whereas a lot of amateur gyms, you don't have a professional side. So they would, the amateur boxers there, if they wanted to turn pro, they'd yeah. have to go look somewhere else. Um, so yeah, with what you have to do with the board is the boxing um, British um, boxing board. You have to basically get your license, and to be able to do that, if you're already an amateur like I was myself, and you've had quite a lot of fights, it's a bit easier. So you, you have a meeting with the board, they ask you loads of questions, and then they basically consider yeah. whether you, you're legit to go pro. But say if you haven't had any fights, then they might come watch your spar, um, and then see if you're able to turn. And then you have to have your medical every year, which is like brain scan. It's a blood test and, and eye test, things like that. Uh, it's not cheap either. It's pretty really? expensive. So, <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you've not got, like, big sponsors behind you, then it can be hard to manage. And that's why I, I work at the same time because I, I have got some sponsors which have helped me tremendously. But I think with COVID hitting, yeah, that sort of, yeah, that stopped the role of, of my sponsors. And, yeah, yeah. Um, with not being a proper full-time boxer, being able to financially, I've had to work along alongside it. Yeah. So, yeah. Recently, your, your most recent fight was on the undercard of the Eubank Junior fight uh, on Sky yeah. Sports, which which must have been awesome. Was that that was your first kind of televised mainstream national fight? Yeah, um, not televised, but it was my, my first mainstream. Yeah. Fight, yeah. As an amateur, it was televised when I went in the Harangay Box Cup. Yeah. Um, and that was pretty a, a big show as well. But yeah, this one's the biggest I've been on. And like, it sort of gave me a little insight to what it's like to, to box on, on the bigger shows, um, being on Sky Sports and, and Boxer Series. So yeah. Did, was- you, did you find you suddenly got quite a bit more exposure, you know, when you when you were on Sky Sports, you know, people reaching out and things like that? Yeah, definitely. Um, had ran, randomest strangers, had loads more followers. Um, yeah, I had um, people on about my veganism, uh, <laughs> people saying, oh, there's a vegan boxer on TV and th- things like that. Um, people that I know that usually wouldn't stop me from day to day when I see him in the streets. And then because uh, I'm on Sky Sports, like, oh, you're, you're fighting on Sky Sports, aren't you? <laughs> So oh, uh, yeah, and I think with my personality, I probably could have got more if I was a bit more outspoken. But because I'm not, I'm fairly reserved. I think, um, yeah, I didn't really capitalise on that. But I'm, I'm, that's not me anyway. So yeah, I mean, you, you've literally, you know, put your put your, your ethics on your shorts. You know, you mentioned it earlier. You've got. 
you know, vegan is front and center on your on your boxing shorts. And um, you met, and I and I ask, and it's funny you mention that. I ask about the the reaction because I, I I mean I was on Twitter the, the the night of the fight and there was lots of to and fro about lots of discussion around the the the, the vegan point um, yeah. for you as a boxer, both good and, and as you can imagine, some people um, not supporting because of it, which I find a bit bizarre. But people are strange. Yeah. Um, was was there a you know? Did you have to weigh that decision up? in terms of making that decision to be, I'm going to be up front and I'm going to say who I am and, and so on? Or, or were you were you kind of always dead set on that path? Set on it. As soon as I had it in, in my head, um, instant, bam. It was uh, for that Midlands title, that was the first time um, I fought in those shorts. And um, yeah, I suppose that's when I first turned vegan. And during the build-up when I had the idea... I just thought, yeah, I'm going to whack these on my shorts and just go for it. And I don't really care what, what anyone else thinks. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was set on the idea straight away. And even, like, the fights down the line, so knowing that this fight was on Sky Sports, I've got other shorts I can wear, but I was like, now nah, I'm wearing these shorts and just make make the world know, make everyone know. Like. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Go, go on, you we were about to say. I, I, I was going to say, like, because obviously – if you lose, a lot of people say or, or point at that and say, "Yeah, or see, he shouldn't be vegan. He lost, blah blah." But I, I, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Oh, well, well, good on you. I thought it was an incredible uh, statement to to kind of make and put out there, and, and why not? Absolutely. Thinking about the, uh, yeah. the 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 vegan society. Obviously, you've been working with the vegan society recently on their um, uh, vegan and thriving campaign. T- tell us a little bit about how you kind of got involved in that. Yeah, so um, they reached out to me when I made the song, the uh, Go Vegan yeah. song. And uh, they, they, yeah, uh, they just wanted to do an interview with me and um, they put me in their ma- magazine. So they did a little write-up on me and just asked me sort of how I got into veganism, how I got into boxing and how the two sort of uh, mixed so uh, yeah, they they're doing tremendous work, and um, ever since then, like they've been basically following my fights and and um, like basically doing a backing of of each of my fights, and uh, yeah, just following my journey and just getting my message out there, my story, along with many many other vegans. So um, it, it it's a great thing that they're doing, and um, all the other stories that they're doing from from other people, it's just. It's in, inspiring to to read and and to watch, and um, yeah, it makes it makes me want to do more. Yeah. So, talk yeah. to us about the song. You mentioned the song. I'd I'd love to hear about your music yeah. and how how you kind of got into that. So as as I was saying to you at the start before boxing, um, I'd studied music technology at, at college, and in school we used to have a, a little crew named Demolition right. Crew. <laughs> So we just did did it as a hobby, just yeah, just made lyrics and put them over a copyright copyrighted beat, and uh, but I started taking it a bit more serious than, than my friends. They were just seeing it mm. as a laugh, so I carried on, um, and then I started learning how to make beats and make music myself authentically. So then I went college, learned more there, and then ever since I've just been like collecting equipment at home and building my home studio to be able to do it myself Um, because I always prioritize boxing so I just thought music I'll do it as a hobby at home and like I say yeah just keep building on on the equipment I got to improve my music and because the experience I've had in music it's hard to to rely on people especially if you're not paying them a lot of money it's hard to rely on people to do mu- music videos to do uh, studio time and things like that so i just thought i fear just be independent and just do everything by myself so i do all the music videos myself do the beats the, the wow. whole music myself it's all compo- po- composed by me um so yeah and it's just something i love it's just a hobby that, that i love doing so um I decided like put put it out there on YouTube on Spotify Apple Music and stuff like that 
and um, I suppose with the journey I've I've taken, sort of, I've become more more conscious of my music. Whereas when I was younger, it used to be about mm. anything and about violence and just about rubbish, basically talking gibberish. But yeah, now I I want to try and start talking about things that matter. So that's why I made the go go vegan song and um, I think my last one I did the. Black Lives Matter song and yeah, I'm going to be working on on some more tunes. Yeah, th- 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 those soon. two singles in particular yeah. this this year, both both in 2021, I just I just think are fantastic. So so you know, great work and um and and again, like you putting your ethics, your your values like front and center, not only with your boxing but with your with your music too. And I just thought you know, more power to you. It's just just incredible. Thinking about the you know in both in both sort of subjects, there's obviously this. Um, this theme of oppression, system, systemic, um, systemic racism in the in the one song, and then we're obviously with with um, speciesism, and we're, we're talking about that, those kind of oppressions there. You know, I, I've often spoken to people, um, and I, I'm of this viewpoint as well, who would talk about these things being intersectional. That actually, the the there is the same. Uh, the same kind of hand that tips the scales, if you like, uh, in in what for one, whether it's in this case species, whether you're talking about ve- veganism, uh, also is tipping the scales for other groups, whether you're talking uh, women, people of colour, you know, whoever it may be. Would would you say that that's kind of how you sort of your view of the world, or do you think it is more nuanced than that? Yeah, I, I think um, I can't remember who it was that that said this in a video um which always stood with me is that from a young age kids are taught to love a dog but then to eat and Mm. treat whatever like a pig chickens and cows a certain way so we're taught instantly from kids that even though it's an animal but it's still a being that suffers and feels and experiences life like we do in lots of ways, we are taught that surely if we're taught to treat one thing differently to, to the other and not equal, even though they equally feel and experience the same, then surely that translates to mm. how we treat humans and and and, and uh, other people because they may be different in the color of the skin or their features may look different and it's no different with, with animals the way we see and treat them so i feel from a young age we, we are taught this and it's embedded w- w- within us um and i definitely think it, it's it's all linked mm. um from the top to the bottom um i feel like people we we, we're the ones who have the power and we're the ones who are in control of our own actions and uh, i think the people at the top who who make money off say the food industry and stuff like that they're only capitalizing on opportunities that that they've got um so i think the the power is within within us and i think the more that we people like yourself that are doing amazing work to to push the message is only gonna gonna benefit and and I see it as an evil as yeah conquer the yeah. evil yeah no I agree so. I agree and I think you're absolutely right that I think there's a line in uh, in your in your song Black Lives Matter that we we talk about um, no one's born to to view people differently in this way you know that they we're, we're kind of born with a a purity if you like and that. Uh, of the way we see others we see everybody is equal but we're taught yeah. these things and i think you're absolutely right a lot of these are social constructs that we have to pull down you know every one of us within this in society does so yeah. again thanks for calling it out in, in in such an articulate way in your music thank you i feel like um and we're not we you don't in school we're so distracted by other things that we're taught we're not really taught this mm. sort of top topics i feel like we're distracted by what goes on in life whether it's money whether it's chasing the next uh, brand of clothes chasing the next car a house got a lot going on in life and if you don't like just step back and just look at the big bigger picture you can it can kind of suck you in and a lot of it is greed 
and um it's it's wanting the next thing wanting more and more but a lot of it doesn't bring you happiness so uh, i think veganism mindfulness and even minimalism as well Mm. i think uh, all them are are linked together and can only um benefit the 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 human race um because i think minimalism a lot of things we've got we just simply don't need Mm. and it's and it's just greed basically and um it's it never brings happiness you're always wanting more and more and material things will will never bring happiness whatsoever and um i think that that can cure that minimalism like i'm saying that boy i have got quite a lot of materialistic things but over time with me looking into minimalism it has helped me it has made me like try and spend less it has made me try and just give a lot to charity and all, all my wardrobe just empty some of the stuff I don't need and, and, and give it to people that will need it a lot more more than me and yeah try and uh, reduce the amount of things I'm buying and the needless things that I do buy um yeah so think that th- those three are interlinked as well yeah i, I agree together. yeah well, it's, it's, it's a system isn't it you know we're all we're all in yeah. a system um and it's a, you know it's a capitalist system that contains all manner of oppressions and it stands to keep everybody where they are and keep wanting more and so on and so forth that's kind of how it works so um yeah when people start to think outside of it it, it does I, I think they they do have a bit of a an awakening moment almost of thinking you know what what am I doing here why am I chasing these things or why am I eating animals or why do I feel a certain way about uh, somebody who you know my neighbour or whatever it is I, I think it's um, it's interesting how you go down one route and then you start to be open to other things you know certainly I have yeah yeah definitely hundred percent. And um, just stuff like as well, like I used to care a lot about what people thought. I used to always be bothered and always like trying to please people. But now I just, <laughs> just not bothered. Just, it doesn't bother me in the slightest. And um, I think like that, that's just made me become a much happier person. Yeah. Um, and I think with everything going on, you need that because the, like mental health is on the rise and, it's like at the highest it's ever been. So I think uh, it, it is important to stay grounded and level-headed. And But if you don't know how to do these things, then do you yeah. know what I mean? It'll, it'll only just, just get worse if you if you can't uh, cure it. So, yeah. yeah, 100%. I want to turn back a little bit to nutrition in boxing for a second. Um, yeah. I want to pick up on a point you made way back when you were talking about... Um, when you first started to try and cut weight, when you were going from light heavyweight back down to middleweight and so on, and thinking about getting rid of carbs, and you now look back at that and think, what was I doing there? That's quite a, a popular viewpoint, the kind of like reduce carbs, don't eat carbs, carbs are evil, this kind of thing. Um, it's quite a popular viewpoint in modern culture you know you see it all over social media and youtube and stuff like this you know the, there's the carnivore diet and all these kind of crazy things that are going on um for you know as an athlete thinking about your relationship with with carbs what advice would you have for folks who are perhaps thinking about going down those kind of routes i'd say 100 percent eat your carbs you need carbs <laughs> slow slow release uh, slow release carbs is well recommended so stuff like your rice your whole wheat pastas and 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 things like that, porridge and that's going to last throughout the day rather than having short release carbs where um it's going to rise up and then drop straight back down um mm. so yeah definitely you, you need your carbs for your energy big source of energy if you've not got carbs in you then you, you're not gonna have no energy and you need energy to burn off especially in sports like boxing um, so it's, yeah it's very 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 important and to lose weight you need energy in you to be able to lose the weight when you when you're training so if if you if your body hasn't got nothing to burn off you're not you're not gonna um lose the weight as much as you think like people have got this idea is i need to eat uh, least as possible and uh, i need to stay off carbs because they're heavy or whatnot um but funny enough your body doesn't actually work like that the more 
carbs you eat then you're able to burn it in training and you will lose lose the weight like for me when i turned vegan the weight just shredded off just like that and i was eating Mm. loads of carbs so yeah i'd say um stuff that stores on your body like fatty things um dairy is no good for weight Mm. Uh, when i come off dairy and come off milk and because um, as i said to you before when i come off dairy it was just milk so i was just drinking alpro and stuff like that but uh, eventually when i come vegan i stopped obviously eating like um chocolate bars and stuff that's in the ingredients like yeah where, where it's got milking or uh, like cakes and things like that so when i completely cut it out then i notice a big drop yeah in, in, in my weight how about so, getting enough, you know, getting enough calories for somebody like yourself? I mean, this is probably not applicable to people not training as hard as you are, but you know, yeah. thinking about it, it, on the build up to a fight, you're training what three, four different types of sessions in a day sometimes, uh, you know, yeah. running, skip, maybe a spa session, weight training, all these kind of these things in in one day. That's I imagine that the the calorie load is huge. Yeah. One thing that that folks particularly folks who are trying to follow a, a, a more nutritionally balanced kind of whole food plant-based kind of diet do find is that making enough calories almost is a challenge have you have you found that and have you, have you had any kind of um shortcuts to make sure you get the, the right amount well um when i first started i was obviously new to it being vegan and with me prep meals i wasn't sure of how big to make the sizes of the meals but eventually with um trial and tribulation sort of thing um i sort of found that i could eat a lot more now and i probably wasn't eating enough um so i could eat as much as i want basically (laughs) until my until my body tells me that okay you've had you've had enough now i think a lot of it is not as hard because i'm no nutritionist expert but i think a lot of it isn't as complex and as hard as a lot of people make out Mm. i think if you if you listen to your body your body tells you when when it's hungry and and when it's not and obviously when you're training you've also got to listen to you've got to get that balance right of not eating too much because you're going to get stitched and um not eating not enough because you're not going to have enough energy so I suppose it, it, it's practice uh, with the sense of doing it alongside training three times a day. Um, but yeah, I think with with calories, obviously you've got to eat enough to get your calories in. And I think um, before when I was when I wasn't vegan, I was restricting a lot of meals right. just to make just to make weight because I found it hard to make weight. Um, so I probably wasn't getting enough calories then either. So um, I think now, because I've done it for so long and I'm 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 used to it. Now I can be able to just eat as as much as I want and be able to just listen to my body, if that makes sense. Uh, t- time is is getting on actually, Jamal. But it'd be good to just to sort of see what's next for you. You know, any any fights coming up on the horizon? Uh, any more music planned? You know, where can folks find out a little bit more about you as well? Well, I um, plan on bringing out a music video within the next month. I can't give it a date, unfortunately, because um, I don't know when it's going to be finished. But I do plan in the next month or so to bring out a new music video. Uh, got a lot going on at the moment with work and moving out as well. So um, I'm in the process of that. Uh, I've been offered a couple of fights from from me, manager and trainer, but... Um, that was in December. I think it's come at the wrong time with me saying me moving out. So not not going to be taking on any fights at the moment. So uh, I'm going to try and do a bit a bit of music um, at the moment, finish off a few projects I've done. So hopefully they'll, they'll be able to, to hear some of my new uh, stuff that I've been working on, um, on YouTube, Spotify. Uh, just type in my name, Ledoux, L-E-D-O-U-U and they'll be able to find me it comes up easy and uh yeah love it awesome well i'll put make sure we get links to everything in there the music uh the vegan and thriving campaign uh the instagram profile etc etc so um we'll make sure folks can find you but jamal thank you so much wicked pleasure thanks for having me a pleasure thanks thanks 
This is a Bloody Vegans production. Think about your choices. Think about the voiceless. They diss me because I'm vegan. But they don't know the meaning. While they suffer and die, we turn a blind eye. Thank you. 